three, two, one. All right, welcome back. Episode three of the Back of the Shul podcast, the number one podcast on iTunes when you search Back of the Shul. We have a jam-packed episode. We're going to introduce a couple of segments. We hope have some staying power so we don't have to keep introducing some segments. Um, we also introduce the person who we hope is our Rav, the one and only Avi Schwartz. Um, if you're not familiar with him, then you are in for a wild ride. And if you are familiar with him, then you're still in for a wild ride. So a lot has happened since we last spoke. And just as a sidebar, I love when people start off like that when they say since we last spoke, like as if this is an actual conversation when it's really just one way and we get to control everything that's said. But let's just let's just pretend like we last spoke. And as a podcast, I wanted us to talk about the events of last week. There were people engaged in troubling acts last week, and we as a podcast cannot stand by idly. We can't just sit here and not say anything. I'm referring, of course, to the minyanim across America saying Tachnan the week after Shavuos. And as a podcast, on behalf of, of you know Menachem and Joe, I just want to say, what is wrong with you people? You have a free week-long pass, and you decide to just go, nah, I'll say it anyway. This is something that is quite troubling, and I think it requires introspection on all of our parts. And on that Note, I wanted to introduce something, and I think it's something that, that, that we as a podcast and as from Jews, uh, you know, as a community, we can, I wanted to introduce something that's, that's not just a new segment, but a new initiative. It's called Check Your Litfish. Before you say Tachnun the week after Shavuos, I invite you to check your litfish. On a cold, cloudy night, on a cold, cloudy Matzah Shabbos, before you run inside and tell everyone that the Levana is out, I invite you to check your litvish. Before you go into a restaurant and spend like 10 minutes checking into the kashras of the place and looking at the certificates and asking all the waiters what the hechsher is and who the rabba machsher is, check your litvish. So now let's bring in Menachem, Joe. I think this is an initiative that we as a community can all get behind. Do you have any other examples that you'd like to... Um, indicate our listeners how they can check their litfish. Yeah, so I 100% agree with you. This is a huge problem that I've seen going around. And I just want to give a few other examples just on behalf of the of the movement. I just want to make sure that I am I have my voice heard and people hear me and know what they should be doing. So if you're if you ever feel the need to go over to someone in shul and tell them that their shell roche is a little bit off, Maybe check your litvish. If mm, mm. if the tune you use for Lichadoti is more depressing than the Kelmali Rachman tune, maybe check your litvish. And if you go over to the Balkori after laning and say, it's not Ma'akev, so I didn't correct you at the time, but mm, I think you should maybe be checking your litvish. I, I couldn't I couldn't agree more. But also before you tell the guy that there's a, you know there's a Shiloh whether your Lulav is is bent at the top a little bit, uh, you know what? Check your litvish. You know, I, I always felt I always felt that um, litvaks were like the dementors from Harry Potter. They just have the ability to suck all joy out of a uh, out of a room. Um, you know, if you're if you're by a um, if you're by a, a, a kumzitz or something like that, and you start a song from Echa, check your litvish. You remind people, you know, you, you feel the need to remind people about the Chorban at times of happiness, you know, check your litvish. And most of all, and this one bothers me the most, if you go over to the Baltfila, especially on a Monday or a Thursday, but on any day of the week, and tell him to slow down, check oh. your litvish. That's the winner. That's the winner right there. Everyone, there are I mean, instances in, in our daily lives in the shul, out of the shul, you know, at the workplace, in our family life. And speak, I think it behooves truth, everybody. Almost speak truth to Litvish. Speak truth to Litvish, exactly. It behooves everybody to take some time and do some deep reflection and introspection and see where we can cut out the Litvish in all of our lives. I, that's not an invitation to go chasidish. All right, so I know we have a lot of chasidish listeners, actually. That's not an invitation to go chasidish. I'm just saying, 
check your litfish. So I want to move into a new segment that we don't really have a name for. Um, Menachem, what are we what are we calling it for now? Uh, well, for now, let's just call it Minion Updates because we're just giving updates. It doesn't necessarily have to be about your Minion. It happens to be this time there are Minion Updates, but it could also just be like an update that you would just give your friend if you walk into the back of the shelter during your Minion. So Yeah, so we're still workshopping whatever. the names, but you can tweet us at, at Back of the Shul or on Instagram. Um, our social media intern is uh, very active on all platforms. Um corresponding with the fans just 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 tweeted us because we don't know how to use into instagram um so just tweeted us at at, at at back of the shul with uh maybe some suggestions and names you can also tweet at us with uh check your litfish examples um so i'll just start off with the minion updates you guys saw actually last night that cuomo announced something with 25 percent occupancy i didn't read the article but let's just say that he announced 25 percent occupancy back at the shul and and back at the shul not back of the shul and i was thinking that for people like myself who are easily distracted during davening and who stare way too hard at the maximum occupancy sign in a shul and have memorized it to a T, well, I know what the 25% occupancy is. So I could be the guy, now I'm not going to do it because check your litfish, but I could be the guy who could say when the cutoff is, right? But all the other people who have no idea what I'm talking about and won't know the 25%, well, you know what? They won't know. So win for all of us. I think the biggest thing that this 25% rule is going to tell us is for the larger shuls where you have the Gaba and board deciding, you know, they're deciding who's going to what minion and all that kind of stuff. It's going to tell you whoever's davening with the rub. That's how you know who that shul's hardos are. Oh, for sure. You know, we we back of the shul people are, def- <laughs> are definitely not in that first 25% minion. Yeah, I, I would say probably not. But Menachem, you have a yeah, minion update? In regards to my specific minion that has been going on in my block, we've started doing Aliyos. We started doing Misha Bayros already. We're pretty much almost a real minion by now. I mean, there was the they announced this week that next week there's already going to be a Kiddush. So <laughs> I don't know. Wow. It, it seems, that's seems like, like it's that's like a reverse check your litfish. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But and also there was a bar mitzvah this week. It's there's a lot of stuff going on, and obviously we did not say Tachanan last week. And honestly, if it's not to beat a dead horse, but really, if your minion said Tachanan any time between Rosh Chodesh and the thirteenth day of, of Sivan, you really need to, I don't know, find new neighbors or something. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for and, sure. and for me, I. I... I, I feel like, you know, in, in some ways, this whole situation has brought out the best and the worst in, in us. And, uh, you know, I, I was davening. This this was also a pretty litfish situation. I was, I was davening by a minion and I daven shachos for the Amud. And I, I come back to where I had been standing previously. And a guy motions to me. He's like, you know, if, if you don't mind, can you move away from me a little bit? I said, okay, you know, people are entitled to their own beliefs when it comes to uh, when it comes to this stuff. If you felt that was too close, by all means. So I move away. I'm standing next to my father and our other brother, and um, and he comes over to me and says, "No, no, no, you have to move away from them." Also, <laughs> I was like, I mean, oh, you know, that's taking it a step too far. Did and you then know I that you were? Did you know that you were related? You know, so he didn't realize, but but uh, it's still it's that, still not it's still a ridiculous thing to say either way. The point is but, though, yeah. ten minutes later, right when the shade moved away from where his seat was, all of a sudden he's standing right next to us. And what this what what I realized, and this I guess is my minion update, is that people will do whatever is convenient for them. Right? I mean, ideology. I don't think you're saying any tradition here. But it's yes, just, it's an update yeah. that it's a new it's a new in that it's a new format for people to for people to be intellectually dishonest you know yes you that is true i mean also just speaking of just in general like bringing out things in people i feel like at the beginning of all of this a lot of people were like at now as a country we could and country and personally we could just get better at certain things like now that we have a lot of time, just 
take time to take care of things that we were going to take care of earlier but never got the chance. And I feel like people think that we didn't really accomplish anything. But looking back now, I feel like as a country, we've – I don't know. I feel like we've accomplished a few things. I mean, we finally settled the MJ-LeBron debate. We solved racism. Half the country became virologists. I feel like overall we just – I don't know. We've grown better as a country. But I don't know. That's just my personal opinion. You know, that that's that's like the distant cousin of the overzealous Masifta um, Rebbe. What you just said right there is like the, the, the distant cousin of the overzealous Masifta Rebbe who says like, you know what? It was worth it for coronavirus to come so you can make it through the entire sphere with a bracha. <laughs> well, honestly, I think it was worth it to finally settle the MJ LeBron debate, but. But then again, it went too long. The last dance went too long, and now, now the debate happened is going to happen again. And then in in four years, when the Kobe one comes out, where we we didn't solve anything. Nothing, I, nothing I don't know. Did, did you even watch the last dance? Of course not. I watched the first one and then fell asleep through the second one and didn't watch anything else after that. But I pretended like I did. <laughs> if anybody mentioned it, you you really need to watch the whole thing. It is fantastic. There's some st- I mean, obviously, we're, we came in kind of like the end of it. So there's a lot of stuff that we just didn't realize. There's, there's some pretty crazy stuff there. But either way. Um, and that was talking sports. Yeah. <laughs> oh, also, speaking about sports, I actually played baseball on Friday for the first time since the summer. So that's nice. Yeah, baseball's not a sport. <laughs> oh, give me well, a baseball break. is the line. Baseball is the line. If it takes more athleticism than baseball, it's a sport. Less athleticism than baseball, it's not a sport. Uh, all right. I guess I'll, I guess I'll give you that. I guess I'll give you that. Um, Menachem, we have one more segment before we get to the interview. And I actually just want to give some podcast updates. So you had a Shemana Esrei thought. Uh, yes. Lay it on us. Okay. So this actually has to do with the Mizrach Bant that we did, the Mizrach Bant of Rishonim. So I was just thinking, as I do, I have a lot of thoughts. I, I've been realizing that lately. But so I was just thinking about just the concept of Rishonim, not just Rishonim, really any Rabbanim naming their Svarim. Just like how much time do they spend on that? What, what kind of thought goes into it? I know a lot of them probably just use their names for it, like the Rambam or the Riff or whatever. But also then like how do you decide what your name should be? Like you, we discussed the Mordechai. It's like how does the Mordechai just decide that his name is going to be the Mordechai or anyone else? It's just because also we, whenever we think of these great Rabbanim, especially Rishonim, we always think of them spending a lot of time just learning. But they obviously had to have spent a significant amount of time thinking of what to name their farm, especially the ones that have creative names. So They just, could have hired marketing teams, though. So that's, yeah. that's another thing that I was thinking about. Like, did somebody else name it for them? This might be, did they this have might be an incredibly This might be an incredibly meta thought, but what if their your Shmanesrei thought was about their Shmanesrei thought and they thought of their safer names during Shmanesrei? Whoa. <laughs> that's... That's Whoa. deep, Joe. Lay off. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Lay off the bush. Lay off the weed. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know where to go with that one. That that just blew my mind. But <laughs> I guess I guess maybe this is a Shmanasri thought inside of a Shmanasri thought. Maybe now we're going through like all types of dimensions here. Way too many dimensions for we're we're. Yeah, I think we're more of a two D podcast. This right. is like a seventy. Yeah. But it's a good thought. It's a good thought, nonetheless. Right. I I contend that they that they uh, outsourced the naming. I'm just picturing Rav Yosef Cairo, you know, walking into his publisher's office, dropping it on the table, going Shulchan Aruch, bam. <laughs> I guess I nailed mean... it. <laughs> okay, so that's a definitely a Shmonasrei thought for all of us to ponder during Shmonasrei. Um, we're now going to take you to the interview with Avi Schwartz again. Whether you're familiar with him or not, Wild Ride, and as our, you know, hopefully he's our Rav, he had to get uh, harsh with us at times and, and give us some, some much needed Musser. So we have an interview with him. Um, we also do the Mizrachvant of Rishonim, as Menachem referenced. We do that with him. It got uh, very, very contentious, but I'm not going to take the easy joke because I already double dipped twice during the interview. So you're just going to have to wait for that. Um, before we get to the interview, 
just a couple of updates. We're going to be experimenting with a few things um, with, with the podcast. We appreciate everybody giving us the, the feedback. We've had an overwhelming number of, of uh you know, responses and, and an overwhelming amount of feedback. And we really appreciate it. Good, bad, the ugly. It's, it's all, it's all appreciated. Um, we're going to be experimenting with uh, a few different things, both from a content perspective and from a frequency perspective. So just number one, be on the lookout for that. Number two, when you see it, listen to it. And number three, after listening to it, um, reach out to us, tell us what you think worked. Uh, what didn't work and then number four go back delete it and then listen to it again download again unfollow follow you know the drill so any last uh any last messages that i well that i missed i would also like to just give a public service announcement in the interview avi schwartz refers to this podcast as the guys from passaic so i would just like it to be known that i am not from passaic I just wanted to make sure I got that out there. Yeah, it's actually true. And and Joe and I don't live in Passaic anymore either. But, um, you know, you, you, could ta- you could take the boy out of Passaic, but you can't take... Actually, you could totally take the Passaic out of the boy. All right. Um, <laughs> Debatable. Uh, oh, also, I would just like to say, yes, I know that my Miserafont was really bad, but I'm going to vote for my... Oh, it was trash. I- it was trash. Okay, you, we, we don't need a overdo it it was and bad, i would like to say i'm, I would I'm like still to say gonna thank vote you. for myself i'm still gonna vote vote for myself on twitter i so. would like to say thank you to menachem for taking the heat off me as far as miserable are concerned so thank you for that we, we will never forget your bird names don't worry okay so on that note and i realize i say on that note quite a lot on that note here is avi schwartz Okay, we now welcome on a very, very special guest, probably our most esteemed guest since the uh, inception of this podcast. After many, many, many days of searching and approximately two WhatsApp messages, it is our privilege to welcome our podcast Rav. Every good podcast needs a Rav. Um, he is a prolific author, co-founder of Vada Badhanim. And uh, for all you Kirov junkies out there, from Tweets Explained, he is someone that is a Marbitz Tyra, tremendous Twitter Marbitz Tyra. Um, it is our privilege to welcome on Harav Avi Schwartz to the back of the Shul podcast. Rabbi, Thank welcome you to the back so of the Shul. Thank you so much. It's a mamashas chus to join the Chevra tonight. Um, I've, I've been waiting um, at least two episodes to, to join, and I think finally it's a life's dream to be joining you uh you guys in uh, discussing um, the greatest side of the show, the back. Well, it is our, it is our privilege. Um, I, I need to ask, what what exactly is the Vadha Um The Vadha Badkhanim started um, about two weeks before Rosh Chodesh Adar, when a bunch of us were just discussing, like, what are just the overused jokes on Twitter, like, um, especially, like, it was, it was the night of Tubishvat, so everyone was talking about literally the low hanging fruit of uh, Twitter jokes. Um, and so I, I got a bunch of us to um, discuss which jokes should be off limit. This started as a Twitter group. Um, and then eventually uh, Tzvi Hershkovitz, Chulent Face or Chulent Face, I guess we'll discuss. Um, he was like, why don't we just move this all to WhatsApp? And as a from Jew does, they moved their group chat to WhatsApp because that was the uh, group chat that was Halakha Moshe Misinai. Who, who exactly are the members of the VAD, though? Um, so I think all of us are pretty um, open, except for one of us, who I'll give his Twitter handle, but I won't say who he actually is. Um, it is myself, um, Avi Schwartz slash the Firm Tweet Explainer, um, AY, um, who is sure. Aim Humor. Recur- recurring guest, recurring guest. Recurring guest? Recurring you mean guest. you're having again, or he, he was a past guest? Cause I mean, he's, he's been a guest, so once we have him on again, I mean... The recurring has recurring. already been set in motion. It means he's required to come on every time we want him to. I'm pretty sure it's in the contract. Aha, yeah. uh-huh. so, so, so you have him on retainer in case you can't find any other guests. Well, I mean, you, you, we try not to say that out loud, but but yes. Oh, but we, but we think it. We, we think we don't say it out loud. Aha, okay, fine. Okay. Tzvi Hershkovitz, Cholent Face, Ellie Leibowitz, um, Simi Cohen, also known as Don Zemmer, and Punk Fakert. I will not say what his name is because uh, we took a blood oath. So, question for you: If the 
as a as an active and open member of the Vat Habatchanim, before you took this Steller, did you have to consult with the Vat Habatchanim before taking this job? Um, no, because we are not like that. Um, especially when um, Ay said last week how these uh, guys from Passaic reached out to him and asked if he could be on the podcast. And I said, oh, who, back of the show? He's like, yeah, how do you know? Like, oh, because he reached out to me first. So it became kind of like a competition um, just to be on this show. Um, Yeah, no, there's there's no uh, um, bad feelings, at least outwardly. And just in case anybody is confused as to what the Vada Badhanim is or whether or not you've seen something from the Vada Badhanim, so I believe you you were one of the uh, minds behind the uh, what was it uh, which which book is it Boom Chicka Boom Chicka something? Are you trying to beatbox, Shlomo? <laughs> what is the book? I'm totally blanking on it. You're boom, thinking chicka, of Chicka boom, Chicka Boom Boom. Chicka Chicka Boom Boom. Right. Exactly. All right. We'll cut that part. Um, no, no, you, no. You were one. Of I the, think we should keep that one, in. Yeah, <laughs> you were one of the original minds uh, um, behind the Chicka Chicka Boom Boom video. Do you mind explaining what exactly that was and what was the what was the habamina behind that? Sure. So the kids are originally. I wasn't the first one to do it. Um, Simi Cohen, Don Zemmer, um, he just sent a voice note to our WhatsApp group, um, laning "Goodnight Moon." Um, again, one of the apocrypha, um, probably after Tanakh, after the uh, the basic, uh, the like codified Tanakh, "Goodnight Moon" came after that, and he laned it. And he said, I was really bored. Am I insane or is this funny? And I said, why not both? You are insane and it's funny. Um, he posted it on Twitter and got a lot of likes. And I said, you know what? For the next video, I'm going to write the trup in for uh, Chicka Chicka Boom Boom. And we did that. And I wrote, I wrote the trup. Um, and we uh, he, he landed. it. And there were no corrections. There was no guy in the back of the show yelling, oh, no, you, you, you didn't pronounce the word apple correctly. Um, or he didn't pronounce the word coconut tree correctly. Um, he, he landed perfectly, one shot. Just mo- just moving on to the, before we get to, uh, we have some shyless that we want to ask you as our of. So what's From Tweets Explain? What's the what's the mission behind From Tweets Explain? Um, originally, it was because I wanted to just be annoying and explain the joke and just overkill the joke. I found that there were a lot of stupid puns on, on Twitter, so I wanted to just like, overly explain the pun that was totally not necessary but then i found a niche that people actually wanted to understand the background of a from joke that they just did not get so i realized you know what i can explain the joke um whether it's a good joke or a bad joke and i can put my own funny spin on it while actually explaining it um for the for those who did not get the joke um so for example there are plenty of women who do not go to show for maftir on pesach so they have no idea what the heck ka'ela is and they just hear random buffer i'm yelling Ko-ay-la! in the middle of lakewood they have no idea what they're talking about and so they say okay from tweet explainer what the heck is Ka-ay-la? and i say i don't know i don't know who started it it's a dumb thing but it's from maftir pesach for seven days straight in er- israel or eight days straight in uh uh-huh. and could, could this also happened. be used uh, to to i don't know for cure of purposes it actually has um there's some people who told me that they were actually in the process of a based in that were converting and they, t- they actually DM me to let me know that my explanations were very helpful um, because they they want to start understanding like, like from culture and they see these tweets, they don't get it. So they want to understand what's going on. And so they tag me, I explain it to them and they have like actual legit Hakar's Tov, which is something that I did not expect when I was trying to be annoying at the end of January. <laughs> That's really funny. I mean, there are some things that you can't learn, kind of like when you're when you're learning what from Jews do. There's they can't teach you humor. It's something that you're just gonna have agreed. to see. Agreed. And I think the special thing about Yiddishkeit is that when you say Nasta Vinishma to all of um, Jewish culture, you'll say it to Jewish humor. You know, like okay, eventually I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna be I'm gonna accept that I'm gonna be mevater to Jewish humor. And eventually I'll get it. Nasa Vanishma. I'll I'll be a part of it. And eventually I'll get it. You know, like humor is a very big part of uh of, of, of Frumkite. You know, it's a very big part of Yiddishkeit. So I understand even if even if you're not a funny person inherently, you know, you're a funny person at Har Sinai. Back in the day, your Nashama was a was a funny Nashama at Har Sinai. And eventually you say Nasa Vanishma, I'll eventually get from humor. Right. Actually, so now could we um could we move into some shilas that we all had? As as our rub. We, we yes, as long as I don't need to look at anything. 
Oh, no, I, I think it'll be fine. So I, I always had the uh, Shia and it comes up pretty much every week. Um, how best to make doing a malacha on Shabbos look like an accident? Ah, so this is a very, very good question. Um, um, one of the um, members of the Bada Bada Chamin is, uh, is Eli Leibowitz, and he has a very big mahalach in terms of what Jewish happens to malacha by accident. What? Jewish five-second rule. Correct, the Jewish five-second rule. It's, it's, it's a very, very, it's very much a double dua that um, this past Friday night, um, I accidentally left the bathroom and I shut it off. And I didn't know what to do. So I think to myself, should I turn it back on? Is it within five seconds? The problem was I waited so long that the five-second rule didn't apply anymore. So then when I turned it back on, it was just over an Esther Um And just one, que- one last question that I had and I'll let uh, Joe Menachem ask theirs. Is saying Lush and Hara on a podcast considered saying it Barabim? Because there's a lot of Lush and Hara I'd like to say, and if this is a considered Barabim, I feel like I should just get it out here. That's the thing. So I think on your podcast, you could see how many people listen to your podcast. I think yeah. because, you're, because you're in like the opening stages and the opening episodes, and you don't have so many listeners yet, you can assume that it's not the Derek Harabim as long as you have under 10 people listening. Once you start getting more than 10 people listening – then it can start becoming uh, Lashon Hara. So what I suggest is keep your um, your um, subscribers low so that you can say as much Lashon Hara as you want and it'll stay, um, you know, Pitsila. Mm-hmm. I feel like we just had some serious shade thrown at us. I mean, no, no. I'm saying it to myself. 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 We all start with very few followers and eventually with Avodas Hashem and Avodas Twitter, you know, Eventually, hey, look, eventually, you get more, more followers. The truth is, you're right. Look at Jesus; he only had 12 followers, and now look, you got to start slow. Wasn't Jesus really nailed it? Uh, okay, <laughs> he just hurt Menachem's feelings. Um, <laughs> so I, I have a, I have a, I have a Shiloh. Um, but you get it because nailed. Uh, yeah, nailed. Yeah. Oh, thanks, thank you. <laughs> is that is that an explanation? No, that was that, was, that was from Tweet. That was from Jesus, Tweet. Explained right was there. nailed to the cross. Wait, ne- is that the first? It. Is that the first live from tweet explanation ever? First live on a podcast, yes. Well, you know, bad radio and everything. Um, the, the question that I have for you is, how does one say good Shabbos to a member of the opposite gender? Do you nod? Do you mouth good Shabbos? Do you say good Shabbos? Do you shout good Shabbos? How do you, how do you say good Shabbos to, to a member of the opposite gender? Ah, good Shiloh. So there's actually a machlok as a postman on this. Um, actually, it even goes back to earlier to the Gemara, that some say that you go up to them in person and you wish them a good Shabbos, how are you, how's the family, how many kids do you want, that kind of thing. And some say you can't even make eye contact with them, bechlal. Um So the nafkamina, I mean, obviously there are several nafkaminas, but the, really the, the nekudus machlokas was, it was if it was before or after two vishvat. Wow. <laughs> Menachem, did you have any shows? Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say I think my um, my way of just looking through the mechitza was a little better, but <laughs> um, okay. So my question, I've been wondering it for a while because sometimes I forget to do this, and I'm wondering if I'm actually yotze or not. But if you don't whisper yalabiyavo out loud during Shimon Esrei, were you actually yotze? Ah, oh, 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 oh. You've been asking the Shiloh that everyone's been asking for the past uh, three and a half months. Every Rosh Chodesh, every Yontif, we say Yala Viyavo. There's always that guy who has to make sure that he's the winner of the Yala Viyavo championships every single month. So the problem is, is that ideally, like L'Chachila, if you yell Yala Viyavo out loud and then everyone knows that you won... It's also a key of the mitzvah of reminding everyone of Yalaviyavo, so everyone looks at you not just as a fast davener, but as the good guy who reminded everyone. So now again, because of Abrasin Harabim, we're stuck at home and davening until tomorrow until tomorrow morning. Um, I speak for yourself. <laughs> I hear. Um, yeah, tomorrow morning the, the minion's starting uh, on my block. Uh, legal, illegal? Uh-huh. I don't know, but the minion's starting. Um, in any case, um, like. Everyone has to say Yalaviyavo out loud to themselves. Out loud to themselves. So the question is, it's something like like a tree in a forest. If a tree falls and no one's around to hear it, did it even make a sound? So the same question is, if someone says Yalaviyavo biyachidus, 
or as Sel says it out loud, be achidus, and no one's about to hear him, was he was he in the mitzvah of reminding people of Yalav Yabo? Um, I think that if you have in mind that like to be that guy, then um, you can be Yotzi. A few will be achidus, but if you just say it out loud, like Yalav Yabo, but not don't have the kavana to be that guy Dafka, then then uh, it's a few will be the other. It's not good. What if you scream it at your window so your next door neighbor could hear? And then that's not even a shot. If, you, if your next door neighbor can hear it, then it, it's a double your that you're that guy. So you don't even need to have Kavana. Does but your wife count? Is... No, because your wife knows who you are. You, like she would know whether you're that guy or not. So there's no difference, Lamaisa. Um, just going like back to I your. Like burying, just Joe, sorry to cut you off for a second. I, I feel like we're burying the lead here. You're restarting your minion on a laning day? Um, I am not restarting it. I'm just going where I'm told, putting on a mask, showing up at Yishtabach, which is interesting because the minions are starting at Yishtabach. So I don't know if the way to kind of like ease us into showing up on time or just like jumping into the pool. Like I'm not exactly sure what it is because many people show up at Yishtabach like generally. So does that mean for them they have to show up like in the middle of Kriya Shema? I'm not exactly sure. Um, so I think I'm going to show up at Yishtabach and, and kind of get the vibe from everyone else and see how that goes. By the way, just to explain that question that I just asked, we're recording this uh, on, a, on a Wednesday. We're airing it Monday. So if anybody's confused by that question, um, now you know. Um, by the way, I just want I, I, I want to make a statement. Um, Avi just voted for my uh, Um just saying. Um, but also, I, I have a, a further Shiloh based on something you said here, which is you said that if a tree falls in a forest. So my question was, if a Sefer Torah falls in a forest, does anyone have to fast? I'm surprised you didn't say the words after that. I was, I was, you're, sick. you're sick. This is why, you're, you're, this is why we have a rough. Person. This is why yeah, we have yeah, a rough. I can tell. I can tell. You can. But okay. Do we have an answer to the question? Yeah, you're sick. I'm not going to humor that question with an answer. Yeah, I think, I think we, the answer is we all have to work on ourselves and you're a sick person. Sick. Um, so I think we have one final question, which is, is it yeah, Cholent yeah. or is it Cholent? Ah, so the question is, is it, 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 do you spell it with an O or a U? So I think, I don't know. I think the most important thing I've ever heard from a Rav, like my Rebbe, my Posek, the most important thing I ever heard from him was when he said, I don't know. And there has to be some sense of a Nevos. And like, no, and everyone knows that if I'm, if I'm a Posek for these important questions, I'm an Anav. I gotta be an Anav. Like, I'm the biggest Anav around. Lamaisa, like, you're asking all these questions because I'm a big Anav. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm, just just to show you what an honor I am. I'm gonna be like I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, I got a spark. Who knows? He might have told me, but I'll say I don't know. Just like so I show that I'm an honor. Well, are we all ready for Mizrachvant? Right. Should we get to the last three questions that we asked? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot the most important challenge of all. Avi, we uh, ask every guest the the three rapid fires. Um, Menachem, take it away. Okay, first question: iPhone or Android? iPhone. Good. Second question. Barry Bonds Hall of Fame, yes or no? Yes. Great. Uh, two for two go. so far. Third question. Do you have blue check marks and last seen on your WhatsApp? Last seen, yes. Blue check marks, no. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. 2.5 out of three. Not bad. Not bad. You're going to need to explain the lack of red receipts on your WhatsApps because I actually knew the answer to that question and, and I wanted to ask you uh, what, the, what the thought process was. So it's a very good question. I, I, I was a big proponent of free receipts for a very long time and I might turn around again. Um, so my day job is that I work. Wait, wait, Yeshiva hold University. on one, one second. Do you call it read receipts as opposed to red receipts? Uh, I'm, I'm half smarty, so I can, so I can call it that. Um, so... You see, from my day job, I uh, I work for Yeshiva University. That's like um, I'm trying to think of a funny thing that that you, that you people would uh, find why you funny, but I take why you very seriously. Um, so that's my day job. So I my my job is I have to work with uh, the student council members, um, most of whom are really really great and they're very good leaders of Am Yisrael, but some are just posh it annoying, and they WhatsApp me at 11 p.m. asking me for an update on their student event. And they see that I saw their message about why haven't they received um, the food at their events yet. And if it's 11 o'clock and I'm putting my son to sleep, I don't want to have to respond to the student council president 
who missed Shear earlier that morning because he was studying uh, Greek mythology. Ah, there's a good YU joke. Um, I'll, accept, I'll, accept, I'll accept that as an <laughs> Okay. Are we we're all ready for the Mizrachban? Yep. Okay. So in honor of having our Rav on this podcast, we decided to go so along this, I guess a similar similar vein. We're going to do the Mizrachvant of, of Great Rabbanim, but we're going to go even more specific. We're going to go the Mizrachvant of Rishainim. And this one can get very contentious. You might even say we'll argue over it. You might even say we'll have a Machlekes Rishainim. Can we, can we put uh, in the laugh track? Put in the laugh track. Okay, we're oh, going to cut that out. The laugh track will show them that it's funny. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, so... Avi, you're familiar with how snake drafts work? What, what, what am I, a farmer? <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> um, okay, so as as our Rav, as our guest, we'll let you go with the first pick. Um, I've been taking the last a couple of times, so I'll actually go second. Um, Menachem, you'll go third. Joe, you'll go, you'll go fourth. All right? So, Rav, Shlita, take it away. Am I on the clock? I mean, you know, we can always cut for time. Okay, so I think um, with the first overall pick in the back of the show podcast, we showed him snake draft. Um, the firm tweet explainer selects Rav Moshe Ben Maimon and the Rambam. Really? Wow, okay. I know. I'm, I'm not okay. I'm a I'm little bit surprised. surprised. I'm actually not. I knew this was going to be. There's two like picks that you know. I, I know who I'm who I'm going with, but I knew there was going to be a debate between the top, uh, the top two, and I'm not surprised by that pick. Yeah, I think it's a. I, anyone who spawns the Maimonides name, first of all, is is incredibly strong. But he also had the, he had the universal appeal, f- starting from from obvious Torah perspective all the way down to book burning. I mean, he covered he covered everything. You know, I mean, I'm a also, fan of also he was a doctor. I mean, he had, he did no, really have I mean. everything. That's what I mean. It's he covered everything. Like he supporting no Torah hope. Umada, like almost like <laughs> supporting like the, the sciences and the Torah. Is that did I get that correct? Did I understand that correctly? <laughs> he was. <laughs> I mean, he was kind of like the original Ben Shapiro and his wife put together. Let's let's slow down a bit. Um, that was an interesting comp. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm not sure which one's the Torah, which one's the Mada in that in a relationship there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so with my second pick, okay, no surprise, I'm going to go Rashi. Oh, um, yeah. I, I was, was expecting debating. that was to debating. be number one overall. No, at first I was... I was debating I was, for a while. Yeah, it's, it's a great debate because without Rashi, like, you don't have... I mean, you don't have, like, basic Gemara, you don't have basic Chumash. Like, it, he opened it all to us. But the Rambam's, like, the the... I guess the basis, uh, you know, the, with others, of course, who I think are going to be drafted also for for halacha, you know, and, and thought and, mash, and hashkafa. So that's definitely a, a, a one or two debate that, you know, for centuries to come. Well, I'm just a little behind the scenes for, for, for our listeners. The reason Shlomo picked Rashi first is because his name is Shlomo Yitzchak. Okay, for those of you who don't know, Rashi stands for Shlomo Yitzchaki. I'm just, just putting it out there. I, I didn't know that, but, but I don't think that i think that he was really a consensus number one overall i'm I, i'm honestly surprised that the rambam went first yeah i don't know I, I think it's i think it's a good debate menachem what's uh what's your pick okay so mine is gonna be rev high gone see wow, first i did not see that go- coming at all so he, he's my I top mean, five but thank I, you wait 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 wait, wait 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 menachem I'm gonna, I mean, I'm gonna sound like an idiot right now, but he was a Rishon. Okay, he was the first, so he was the first Rishon, which is kind of ah. what, what makes him such a great pick. But he was right after he was like the end of the Gaon and the first Rishon. So, so he, he was a he was a fifth year senior. Senior. Yeah, I mean, he was pretty much, but he was the first one. He's he was the one when. When people think of Rishonim, he was just like the original. Uh-huh, the he was OG known Rishon. as like the 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 Acheron of the Gaonim. He was known as like the last one, and he was one that, that kind of uh, started off the uh, the Rishonim period, which is actually interesting. The Perkei Avos talks about having a saver Panim Yafos, 
And no one epit- no one epitomized that more than uh, Rav Hai Gaon, because whenever anyone say him, they say oh, hi. God. Oh my. Okay, we're gonna cut that. <laughs> no, you're not gonna cut that. I'm your Rav. <laughs> that was a rub joke. No, we're keeping that um, in. That was a rub joke right there. All right. Okay. All right, Joe. Bring a. You got the next two. Yeah. So uh, the the fourth pick, I think, is a pretty. It's a pretty obvious pick. Um, is which is the Ramban. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think. I think it's a. It's a pretty obvious pick. One. One. Yeah. N- one little known fact about him, um, is that he transcended the Ashkenaz Svard. Um, barrier, and I'm not referring to Neschais here. I'm referring to actual geographical places. Um, but he 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 learned in he learned everywhere. So he was actually taught. He learned in the yeshivas in all the various places. So value pick right there. Um, and then the next one I'm going to go with is the rush. I, yeah, I don't. I, I think very, even very just the fact one. that he was the, even the fact that his his what what you know obviously it's probably going to be a later pick, but. You know his Talmidim were were pretty impressive people, also, and you know, without without his own credentials. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, it's a good one. Awesome. Okay, so I'm trying to decide where to go with here. It's some that I think might be better, but some that I think might be picked. You know, I'm going to go with Reb Yehuda Chassid. All right. I don't know. I, I have a world of uh, options here. I, I think I might be reaching a little bit here. But because I picked Rashi with my first pick, I'm gonna have to go Rabbeinu Tom. Um, also a good one. I, there are others here that I probably, in terms of value, I, I could probably go with. But he's so identifiable, you know, aside from being family members, but so identifiable, and and always alongside Rashi comes Rabbeinu Tom. Um, everyone knows Rabbeinu Tom, whether you hold by Shittas or not. He's uh, very identifiable. Um, yeah, I'm going with Rabbeinu Tom. Okay, right, so I'm, I'm happy that uh, that this pick didn't uh, get stolen because this one I want to thank for uh, my Shalom bias. I want to thank uh, Rabbeinu Gershom um, because <laughs> if not for him, I would uh, be married not just to a Sarah but to a uh, Rachel and a Leah and a Bill and a Zilpa. So <laughs> I want to thank Rabbeinu Gershom for uh, saving my Shalom bias. That's a good pick. Do you know why I love Rabbeinu Gershom? Um, I'm sure you've heard of his Misa, um, not just because he uh, had the Takana of marrying only one woman, but also because of his other Takana, which I will explain from a different Misa, when, uh, when a Bachar got a, a People magazine, um, actually not a Bachar, an Avreich, got a People magazine um, in the mail, and the Rosh Hashiva saw it, and uh, he says, what, what is this? It's, it's a People magazine. He says, ah, it's for Tali. He says, oh, Tali, isn't your wife named uh, Rachel? He says, no, 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 it's my other wife, Tali. He says, what do you mean? Rabbeinu Gershom said you can only marry one woman. He says, ah, Rabbeinu Gershom also said you, can, you can't go th- through someone else's mail. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. Okay, yeah, next pick. Avi, what's your uh, third one? So, uh, back to the snake. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna have to go uh, to uh, the son of the rush, the tour. Ah. <sighs> I uh, I think uh, the tour quotes Adoni Avi Rush um, a lot, so I think I'm getting all, all all of the Rush's value along with the tour, and also it says um, it also has all the I think when he quotes uh, the Rambam, I think I think I'm getting a lot of value from the tour because he's really the one that set up the uh, the codified system of halacha as we have it today. Right. No, that's true. So I guess with my my third pick, there's one that I want to take, but I'm I'm gambling that he's that it's going to be available in, in the in the fourth round. Even prior to the tour, and I, I think, unless my history is mistaken, prior to the Rambam as well, we have the Riff. Ooh, and that's what I'm going with with the third pick. I'm going with the Riff. Um, oh, one of the, the giants of, uh, of Halacha and set up also, yeah, the, what we have today, the modern day, you know, Shokhanara. But yeah, I mean, I was, I was also considering the Riff. But so what I'm going to go with, it is my turn, right? Yeah, okay. So what I'm going to go with is the Mordechai. I always thought there was Ooh, something so boss about just having your first name. It's like Madonna no, 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 or no. Prince. It's not just having Go your first me. name. It's, it's your first, the first, it's being referred to as the. That exactly. means every uh, every other Mordechai is subservient to the Mordechai. Yeah, it was for, ever since I was young, that was always my favorite my favorite Rishon, I don't know why, I think it was probably the first name thing. It's just, I don't know, you don't really see that so often. 
But I, I figure it really I could have had this as my number one pick, but I figure that it could be around until now. But he was he was always my favorite. That's That's a good steal because I was going to get him the fourth round. So I, I yeah. think I have my last two picks now, um, and I, I'm going to go with uh, with. with I, these may not be the strongest picks, but there's rationale behind them. Um, my oh, third God. he's, he's going to throw in another Duffy fast. My third pick is going to be the Namuke Yosef. Ooh, and the reason, your name. My, my primary reason for it is he was considered, I believe, the last of the Rishinim. And there's something to be said for being the guy who the next generation is like, nah, we're not good enough. You hate know? to break it to you, but my chart has a Trumas edition as the last Rishon. Yeah, Luke Yosef is the third to last. Okay, according to Wikipedia, no, I'm not. I, I'm kidding. <laughs> I I can't speak for for that chart. I know that it's it's considered canonical because it's in every sixth grade um, classroom. But I, I have to stick with my pick, and I can give a different rationale, which is same name. So mm. yeah, it's it's weak, yeah, but it's I still think. Yeah, yeah, that's a better score than your first one. Um, my last one is going to be the Abarbanel. Ooh. Oh, I had him. Also uh, I there, there is something to be said for the fact that he very nearly stopped the Spanish Inquisition on his own just by the fact that he was that good a finance minister. Yeah, um, good it's it's also worth pointing out that in your theory of Namuke Yosef being the last one, I was going to say I'm with you. The Abarbanel was born about thirty years after the Namuke Yosef died. I just thought I'd point that out. <laughs> no point. He's, 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 he's considered. A, I think he's considered. A, I think he's considered the first Acheron, but well. Yeah, I have him on my chart as the first Acheron. So I, I think like, we have this right here. I, have, well, no, I think yeah. we have the same chart. <laughs> yeah, the pink and purple one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Touch <laughs> it. But Yosef, oh, so so the either the Nimuka Yosef was the last uh, reshown, or the Barbanel was the first Acheron, but he's an Acheron. You can't choose him for this draft. What, what's your deal? I, I honestly, these are. This is based on the research that I did. I, I it, it, it took me about 14 Rishinim in for me to realize I don't know that many Rishinim. Okay, Menachem. You're oh, last it's, it's my turn again? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, okay, did you just get I, lost in the snake? I, I didn't think this was going to happen, but I guess I did. Okay. So so where am I going to go with this one? So There are a my, lot of good yes, ones there, on the board stuff. There really are a lot of good ones, but I think... I'm going to go with someone who I like purely for his name. I'm going to go with Rebyako Mayorlins. I don't know I don't know what it is about that name, but I've always I don't even know if I ever really heard anything from him at all. I just heard the name and I guess I like New Orleans, so I like him, but that's re- that's really all I got. Interesting. I feel like he could have gotten gotten him in like a if there was a later round, you can get him in a later round. Well, there wasn't any later round, so yeah, but uh, all right, that's true. Okay, so my last one, I'm really torn. There are so many good ones. Um, I'm gonna go with the Ibn Ezra. Ooh! Oh, oh man, oh man, you stole it right out of my grasp. Yeah, I was that debating was between cold, the slow-mo. Yeah, I was debating between the Ibn Ezra and the Bartanura and almost went with the Bartanura because of the wine. Um but ultimately Ibn Ezra is very I mean that's that's just a household name right there. So I'll also um, point out that on my list and Avi's, apparently, he's also an Acheron after the Abarbanel. The Bartanura, you're talking about the Bartanura yeah. or the Ibn Ezra? Yeah, the so I, I actually didn't go with the Bartanura also because I wasn't sure because I saw on two separate charts one he was a Rishan and one he was an Akron, so I figured, you know, let me go with the safer pick. You know, the the surefire pro. I mean, we wouldn't have the only reason why a safer pick. Yeah, the only reason why we called out Yosef was because of the whole thing with an Amuke Yosef. We probably wouldn't have said anything. Unless there was a steer. Like, listen, if, if there wasn't a steer, we wouldn't have called him out. Unless there was just exactly. a punch of steer. If Namuka Yosef was the last one, then he's the last one. Okay, but a Barbanel is after the Namuka Yosef. It just doesn't, just doesn't clap. Yeah. All right, Avi. Yosef, you're sick. Um, okay, well, I was going to go for uh, Ibn Ezra, but I guess someone had to take him right before me. I'm talking to myself. Um, <laughs> oh, oh there's the one golden one on the board that I totally forgot. All right. 
Okay. With the final pick in the uh, back of the show podcast to be shown on draft, the firm tweet explainer selects Rabbeinu Nisim the Ron. Yeah, I knew that, that was the one that I was that I was referring to that I actually I forgot. That's a good one. That's a good one. Going in the fourth round. That's a good value that's pick. A really good one. Uh, oh, so yeah. I wanted Ibn Ezra so badly. I wanted ah, uh, oh man. I'm can we, can we trade draft picks for Ibn Ezra? Like, like are we able to trade a little bit? I'm like not nah. maybe for like salary cap considerations. CBA maybe player to be named oh, later. Yeah, yeah. This is uh this is this is a really a really good one. There are a lot that are still on the board. Like I, I, I have him Erie. That's also um, a good one. I mean, there's Rasta. a Balmar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Baltimore is actually from Maryland. <laughs> Baltimore. Eventually, we're going to have to cap uh, the amount of rub jokes. <laughs> um, I, I don't think anybody took Rabbeinu Yoyno, right? Uh, no, I was considering that one also. Rabbeinu Hanano. Bali Iter. So I I had the Marame Rutenberg also purely yeah, because uh, of his was, name. Oh, that's the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rimi Gash. Yeah, yeah it's, these, these, are, these are good. Which, by the way, would be a great... Jewish exclamation, you know, when someone jumps you, you go, Rima Gosh. That's a rub joke for you. That's a rub joke for you. Yeah, you guys, eventually we're going to have to cut these rub jokes. Yeah, I think we're going to have to cap them at like 15. But yeah, also Abu Draham, also a great name. Yeah, that's a great name. Wasn't the Kuzari also a a Rishon? I think so. I have no idea. Um, I think there's. Ravi Hudal Levy, I think also. Yeah, is, yeah. Uh, I actually just crossed him off my list. <laughs> all right. Well, actually, we'll put this up on Twitter, and you guys can all tell us what what we missed. I would um, be surprised if I get one vote. This was this is yeah. a terrible showing for me. I, I, I think great I, showing. I think you're right yeah, I, I, there were there were some good ones, Menachem. I think uh, I think you got a little too cute with your with your picks. Yeah, because also the problem was that my main two picks were going to be Rashi and the Rambam, and those were taken right well, yeah, away. Yeah, of course those were going to be taken. But yeah, well, I was hoping. Do we? I feel like we had an order at some point, but I don't think we stuck to it. But I think according to that order, I would have been last anyway. But, no, no, I think we were right. So I guess we'll we'll wrap up. By saying, uh, Rob Shlita, thank you very much for uh, for coming on. We hope to have you on to answer more of our our shilas. Um, where can some of our fellow Mispalim check you out? Um, you can look me up on Twitter as a uh, from Tweet Explainer or at Joke Over My Head, um, or you can look me up at uh, at Varha Badhanim. Or if you're interested in uh, seeing my retweets about sports and other uh, you know shtus, you can look me up at uh, at My Name Is Avi J. All right. So yeah, be sure to follow all those accounts. Or don't, or or, or don't. I, no one's going to stop you, one way or the other. I'm talking to myself. You could also pick one of them and just follow one of them. But either way, thank you very much, Avi, for, for coming on. And yeah, we hope to have you back on sometime, sometime soon. Guys, it was my much a pleasure. Um, and Mir Tashem, we should uh, be zocha to do this podcast in Yerushalayim, Yerak Kodesh, um, in the base of Mikdash, and we'll... Uh, Hopefully, I'll uh, I'll watch Mashiach be a guest on your uh, on your podcast, and he'll also call Yosef sick. Amen. 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 Amen.